You ready? Yeah, let's go. All right, yo, what's up, JD family? It's your boy D Starks. Starks artist. And you're tuned in to the Just Different Podcast, where we talk about everything face life and culture. Uh-huh. We back, man. Indeed we Let's are. tap. Let's get hey, into if it. If y'all listening on a podcast app right now, do us a favor, leave a rating and review. Oh yeah, I appreciate y'all for tuning in on there. Most definitely. And if you're listening or watching it through YouTube, make sure to like, comment, subscribe, push that bell so you can be notified every time that we post. We got a lot of new content collabs coming soon that we're excited about. But Man, let's go ahead and get let's get straight let's into go. this one. Let's go. So like today we're gonna be talking about this is something that like I've been convicted about heavy lately, particularly like the past right. really like month, honestly. And this is something that we talked about in the EP we did a while back. There's grace for that. So like we're gonna be talking about grace, but and not in terms of accepting it for ourselves, but extending that grace to other people. Right. Right. That grace we so generously love to receive and get from God, making sure we're expressing that to everyone that we come in contact with. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. Like Just like there's grace for that, you know, that thing you're dealing with, mm-hmm. that thing you did last night, there's also grace for them. And I think we, we need to stop judging others for things we excuse in ourselves, something I see far too often. Say that again, bro. We need to get to a point where we stop judging others for things we excuse in ourselves. Sheesh. That's it. Because I like... I like that because I think we're real quick to accept when someone doesn't want to hold like our past mm-hmm. sins or mistakes against us. Yeah. But ironically, that's like the same thing we like to hang over other people. And we've always talked about like letting go of shame, but we have to make sure we're being very intentional and aware of not putting that same shame, shame on those around us. Exactly. Like we talked about this and I think it was choose this day. And it was like, just as we can be selectively sacrificial mm. in our relationship with God, I think we also are somewhat selective in the love that we show to others. Mm. Like, I'll only love, I'll only extend grace to a certain extent, mm. to a certain type of person, exactly. to a particular type of background or past, yeah. right? If it looks like this, mm, I can get it. down with yeah, that. Yeah, but cool. you used to roll with who? who? Hmm? You, you, you did what? Pardon me? You oh you was you was with Nah fam. I don't I don't know about that one. I don't I think I'll hold out for that for right, them. Right, right, right. Right? It's kinda like I don't know, like the the man or the guy who, you know, transgressed the law and he he lied last week and wasn't truthful. He he can go boldly before the throne of grace. Right. But the prostitute off prostitute off the street forbid, forbid that. They they can't even get a Seat in the room. They can't even walk through the doors. The person who, I don't know, may have stole, mm-hmm. may have disobeyed their parents the week prior, mm-hmm. they can definitely go to the altar. Yep. But what about that person caught in homosexuality? Mm-hmm. They they can't even get in the door. That's crazy. And so we've put stipulations and different conditions on what's more acceptable than another. What 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 will what will accept what we can comprehend what we can allow into our little group, and the stuff that we can't. Right. But I think that like for me like if God Himself can look at a person's issue, their struggle, mm-hmm. and know, and be aware of where someone else has been, their past, their mistakes, and even what they're going through, and still be unbothered, I believe that we should be able to do the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And even taking that a step further, it's just like you should be giving grace because you receive it. 
Mm-hmm. And I think we need to be very intentional about giving grace to people who are going through their process, the very same process that we went through and are still going through to this day. Facts. I, will, I have a hope that we become the type of people who love others into who they're supposed to become instead of judging them out of it. Mm-hmm. It's important that people receive grace for the real them and not the them that gets them accepted by us. Because there are a lot of people dealing with things, a lot of a lot of unhealed trauma, whatever you want to whatever you want to call it, because they they're hiding it away, because they're mm. scared because they're scared of your judgment. Fact. So how many people are still dealing with that thing and not healing from it because they're they're hiding it away from you? So it's important that we're having grace with these people going through their processes. That's that's so good. Hold on, say that first part again, bro. That was first that part, was it. Let me see. Let me see. I said, it's important people receive grace for the real them and not the them that gets them accepted by us. It's important people receive grace for the real them and not the the one that gets them accepted by us. Bro, that's a bar. No, because I heard it like this one time. It was like the church is the only place people go seeking acceptance and automatically receive rejection. Mm. And so kind of going back to the point you said, I was thinking about this. Like, I think some people come to God with a mask not because they don't want to be healed, but because they're afraid of judgment or not being accepted by church people. Exactly. So we, we've almost created this culture of like, it, it, you gotta, you gotta have this picture perfect mm-hmm. persona about yourself. Yeah. of not having to struggle with this or having gone through whatever your past looks like. Mm-hmm. And so people come with that and now how they interact with other people is now how they walk out their relationship with God. So now I, I have this mask on I'm putting on for other people yeah. because I can't really tell you my full testimony or you right. look at me funny. Mm-hmm. So indirectly now, can I really be that transparent for God? Mm. You're mm. a direct reflection of him. Can I, can I really give him my all? Can I? Because of how I feel around his people. Yeah, I can't tell you the amount of times I've had people come to me and they're like, Man, I want to go to church, but it's just like, I got to get right. Have you heard that before? Oh, like, so I, many times. I want to go to yes, church, bro. but I got to make sure I'm where I need to be. No, you don't get right to go to church. You go to church to get right. Come as you are. Come as you are. But because, like you said, this judgmental culture that we've created, people feel like they have to put on this mask when they walk in the doors. 100%. You have to come as you are. Yeah. God said, whosoever will. Whosoever will. And I, another point I want to make is that Something else I heard, and I think it kind of makes sense with what you're saying, is that if God inhabits the praises of his people and we're dancing, worshiping, and living to impress each other, I don't think he came to that. Oh, my gosh. That's fire. Wait, say it again. That's fire. Say it again. Say it again. This is is the way I heard it. It was literally like if God inhabits the praises of his people, Mm. as his word says, but we're dancing, we're worshiping, and we're walking out our life to impress one another, mm. I don't think he's in that. I don't feel like he is either. So we got people who are dodging and ducking and trying to avoid church people and what they say, and I'm living for, okay, maybe they'll accept me here, maybe they'll reject me, X, Y, and Z. And if that praise, if that devotion isn't directed toward God, then is he inhabiting there? Mm. Is he resting there? I don't think he is. And I don't think he is. And so this is why it's important. This is why this is so important, because just like Jordan said, I just hear it so much and it breaks my heart. It's like and I was talking to a lot of people. This is what really prompted this conversation here is the fact that like the church doesn't love well. They don't. We don't. No, I think we we preach pretty good. Oh, we talk great. 
good game. Uh, we, we talk a good game. I think that we, we're real good at calling out sin. I think we can tell you all the commandments. I think we can point out, oh, yeah, you did this, you did that. Yeah, you you X, Y, and Z. That ain't right. That's against the law. That's what I got once. But I don't, I don't know how much, I don't know how well, I don't know how proficient we are in our love language. I think, I think we're real good at, you know, picking out that speck. Yeah. Maybe not looking in our own mirror, but when it comes to that love thing, I, I don't know about that. I think there's some work to be done. I think there is. And I'm talking to myself. Real talk. So I think what I my prayer was for myself and what I wanted to be really for other people is that I think we need to ask God to allow us to like develop a heart for broken people. Mm, a patience. To when it's not easy, the people it's not convenient to show that love to. Exactly. To give grace to. Right. Cause I think I think we we do it, like I said, but it's only to a certain extent. Exactly. Right. It's it's okay. Well, yeah. I was. You know what? I had I had a moment where I was going to pop off on them, mm-hmm. or I was almost going to be judgmental and have a preconceived notion about the way they move or their past. But I stopped there. But that was only with a particular type of person. Exactly. When it came to them on this side. Mm, it was a bit of a different story. Oh, you you do OnlyFans? Mm. You do what? Oh, you you oh you you went out and you 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 party last week? Party. Oh, so you was you was rolling up the yesterday? This morning? Before school? Hmm. Okay. And we won't ever say it. Cause ain't nobody really that but we got Twitter fingers. We won't ever say it to nobody's face, <laughs> right. but that's our heart posture. We automatically put them in some second class position because of the things that they're dealing with, going through, or taking part in. Yeah, you know. And I think that's where it gets you because I think it it become it becomes sort of sort of, and I think that's where it gets you because it becomes sort of subconscious in a way. Mm. And I think for me personally, just speaking from personal experience, is I was giving myself a pass, saying, "Oh no, I'm not being judgmental. I'm not condemning them." Not realizing that condemnation comes in all shapes and forms. Mm-hmm. It can it can not only show up as me like being blatantly like condemning, disrespectful. Yeah, but it can also show up in me avoiding or isolating myself from certain people. Mm. It's not so it's not just verbal. So I had to understand like and check my heart because that's where it was. It was in my heart, but it wasn't it wasn't that obvious. Facts. Like, and we mentioned this even in our Bible study Tuesday, yeah. but and I want to kind of like cover it here. But like it can literally almost affect sometimes how we even evangelize. And who we want to share the gospel with. Right, right. Because it's like, okay, I can give it to them over here, but that group of people, mm, mm. I won't touch them. Right. I don't know. Sometimes I feel like, for whatever reason, we're afraid to get dirty. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that's about. Like, we're, we're afraid yeah. that I don't know what they have is going to get on us. Mm. Or we're, we're, too, we're too upper echelon righteous or worthy to, mm. to be in groups like that. Mm-hmm. I'm too sanctified. I'm too holy. I'm too set apart. Mm, that's oh, that's so the I, one. I can't. I, I don't. I don't want to really mess with them. That's the one that I hear a lot. Oh, I'm set apart. I'm set apart. I'm not condemning them. I'm just. I'm just set apart. But is that really what it is? Mm. A lot of people. I think they're dressing it up as that. Facts. And it's just. A, it's a lot of pride and self righteousness behind mm-hmm. that. So you have to check your heart. 
right? You know what I mean? We Everyone always hears it. Like, Jesus, what he did, sit with sinners. Now, he didn't sin with them, and he wasn't tolerant of sin. And we'll get into that a little later. But, like, he was there with them. He was. And so, if he is the standard, and even in Mark 2, 17, it talks about, I have not come to, I'm a doctor, I have not come to heal the righteous, but the sick. He's come for the sick and those who have not heard of him or his gospel or have a relationship with him. And so I think we need to make sure that we're being intentional about doing the same in every space and not being selective with that. Yeah. Because I think I've I've caught myself in that in terms of like the evangelism piece of like thinking that the gospel was for a particular type of person. Exactly. Or avoiding different spaces or conversations with different people because I was judging them like, no, they, they do too much. Mm-hmm. They're, they're too satisfied in their lifestyle. Right. They're, they're just stuck in that. They're too far too far. I'm just being real, y'all. Yeah. And so yeah. I, I had to get slapped in the face, particularly when I was walking. My when I first came to Christ, because subconsciously I really did get that very much like prideful sense. I'm that upper echelon right, Christian right, and can't right. be associating with different people. Which there's a balance. Of course, you don't want to make that like be in spaces where you're tempted to sin and you're. Um, it goes back to just being in and not of. Mm. Uh, simply you know what i mean and i think in our in our process of not being of we've completely gone out oh no that's i think you just said something in our process or pursuit of not being of the world we've completely removed ourselves from it Mm. and that's dangerous because there's a balance there is Mm -hmm. yeah um and even piggybacking kind of off that point you were talking about is I've even noticed with myself is not only when I first came to my faith and even now, to be honest, if I'm being transparent, it's, it's like not only am I starting to like judge people who are outside of the church, like these so-called like, you know, broken who need to be healed. but Unbelievers. Yeah, unbelievers, mm-hmm. unbelievers. But I'm also I'm also judging believers. Mm. I'm also judging people in the church thinking that I'm like, you know what I mean? Thinking I'm more holy than them or I'm, you know what I mean? More along in my process. But like, like we kept on saying earlier, it's like everyone's in their process. And it, uh, the scripture that comes to my mind, it's actually Romans two. The whole chapter is, I think it's really good. I suggest everyone go read it, but it's talking about how like there's, there's hypocrisy in all judgment. And God talks about how we are not, well, Paul wrote it, but it talks about how we don't have the right to judge others because we're guilty of the very same things. Mm. It talks about how God's judgment is the only righteous judgment. So we do not have the right to judge anyone. Yeah. So in Romans two, like I remember I read that and I was being, I was really convicted from that. So no, I, I suggest everyone go read that. No, hundred percent. That's good. Cause I think I've gotten into that to be honest. It's like, I think a lot of my judgment and criticism kind of goes to other Christians. Mm. That's so good, bro, because we're talking more unbelievers, but I think it's it's universal. It, it goes is. beyond that. It's it's everyone when I like earlier, everyone you come in contact with cuz you know like we we have those jokes about like um like the uh I don't know the Hillsong Christian. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. or or like the people that listen to oceans. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that that <laughs> and it's all it's all fun and all, but I think subconsciously, if we're being it's if we're being real, that that's really caused like this class system within yeah, church. Yeah. Like I said, like I meant that. Like I re- some and even when I'm thinking about other Christians, sometimes I look at them like, oh, they ain't really doing it. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? They may be in a lukewarm state or in a place where they're still growing in their faith. As if I wasn't in that position before. Exactly. I'm judging them from this this place. I feel like I'm so called at now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's what we have to we have to look out for and make sure that we're. And even it's just understanding your assignment. You being a judge is not a part of your assignment. Because mm-hmm. I, I even I did that. Oh, I don't like myself. I did that and I dressed it up as, you know, I'm iron sharpening iron. I judge other Christians and I and I and I dress it up as, you know, I'm doing my due diligence as a Christian helping my fellow Christian pointing out their flaws. It's like, no, I had no right to do that. And there's there's a there's a strict difference there is I think when talking between like expressing truth and condemnation. Exactly. Truth and condemnation, right? Cuz you're all supposed to like, you know, obviously address sin, what it is and what people are are dealing with or them transgressing like the laws of God or like what he wants out of their life. But one, how you present it and intent and where it's coming from matters. Exactly. Where's your heart at? Where's your heart at? Yeah. Right? 100%. So I wanted to read the scripture really quick. Talk it's in First John 4, mm-hmm. 20. We'll start at 19. First John 4, 19 through 21. And it says that we love because he first loved us. Whoever claims to love God yet hates a brother or sister is a liar. Mm. I'll read it again. Whoever claims to love God yet hates a brother or sister is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. And he has given us this command. Anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. So I just thought that that was important because I'm really big on the fact that I don't believe that you can you can't love God and not love people. Mm. Right? Whoever claims to love God yet hates a brother or sister is it's a liar. The two go hand in hand. I think whenever we do come to Christ, there's a certain type of heart he gives us exactly. in terms of exchanging our desires for his and also allowing us or giving us the ability to see other people the way that he does. Mm. That just came to me. But I remember that was I think I got to get back to that prayer because that was my heart at one time. Mm-hmm. Like, I wanted, like, God, like, allow me to see them the way you do. Mm. Whatever you see in them, the the hope you have, the future, the plan, what you created in them, God, allow me to see that. Give me the patience through your spirit, mm-hmm. right? That long suffering. Mm. Talking about that long suffering to walk with and walk out with other people. I think that's a prayer I forgot, bro. I think that's the one we forgot. Yeah, because I used to be the same way. And I've even noticed, like, recently in a lot of situations I've been in, it's like my patience has been real thin. Mm. And I've been on the verge of that mindset of, like, dang, like, people are too far gone. Yeah. And I need to get back to that prayer. Like, God, like, give me your heart. Like, exchange my heart for yours. Exchange my eyes for yours. Yeah, I think that's good. No, yeah. And that's, and all that comes from the spirit. Because you can't, you can't do that in your own strength. At all. We talk about like walking with God. You can't do without Him, yo. You can't love without Him. Well, well you can't. When I say you can't move, breathe. You can't do anything without Him. So, like, key to that is really tapping into who He is, exactly. Um, in His Spirit, because naturally, in our own flesh, bro, it's, our inclination is not to love. Mm. It is. It is to judge. Yeah. It is to be critical, right? To be overly observant and and analytical of other people's lives and not our own. That. Is our flesh. It is. So you have to tap into the spirit for yourself to really walk in that in the way that God wants you to. Mm. 
But I, like that's actually good though. Like while we're on that, like do you have like what have you done or tips? You know what I mean? Like practically, I think we're we're talking about it. Like you know, but in terms of okay, loving other people and giving them that grace, how do you go about that and being intentional about it? Mm, being intentional about it, I think. I try to make it a priority to humble myself like every morning just in my prayer time making sure that I'm coming from a place of humility every time I leave my house quite honestly because mm-hmm. it's like I think you can easily get or have a mindset coming from a place of self-righteousness Thanks. so I think it's important for you to realize like God sees me no different than that person mm-hmm. God loves them just like they love me and in the same amount the only difference is <clears throat> the only difference between me and them is how much I love God, not how much he loves us. So I think that's, to be honest, practically, that's just what I try to do is just humble myself, realizing, like, I'm really nobody special because we like to pump our heads up a lot. So mm-hmm. it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm really nobody special. And so that's what I like to do. What about you? In a way, I think, yeah, humbling yourself really. And I think a big part of all of this is I think sometimes we just forget. I think it's abiding in him. Sounds real simple, but abiding in him. Because I think the most times I have been critical, I've been times where I haven't been connected to who he was. Mm. When I think about moments in my life where I was the most judgmental of unbelievers, believers alike, whoever it may be, yeah. and I was critical, I think sometimes mm, it, it it was a lack of grace I was giving myself, one, oh, that's good. and a lack of grace I was receiving from God. Cause like we've mentioned it before, I can only give what I have. Exactly. So if I'm abiding in him and all I am soaking in is his presence of love, grace, mercy, kindness, patience, mm-hmm. then it's literally the only thing I can pour out because it's the only thing I'm filled with. That's good. So practically speaking, I think it's abiding in him every single day, every morning, every second. And with that comes filling yourself with his spirit, removing yourself of the things of the world in your flesh. And then when that happens, you know, I'm, all I'm doing is pouring out all this mercy to other people mm-hmm. that's what i found in my own walk that that that's when i've had the most grace and the most compassion and empathy for other people is when i put my heart in check or keep kept it in tune to him that's good so i would say that and then just like re, like i so i said this and there's grace for that and it just applies now and it hits home but like you can only think what was it it's like um you can't throw stones when the only rock you're standing on is Christ Himself. That's, that's so that was it. That was that's it. You it can't. Right you can't. You can't throw stones when the only rock you're standing on is Christ Himself. So literally, just standing on Christ alone, mm. then you know you realize he he who he who is without sin, mm-hmm. throw the stone. Throw the stone. But He's the only one I'm standing on. So exactly. I think that's even, I want to piggyback off a point you made. You were mm-hmm. talking about how um, just practical tips you have for people. It's just you said something about like ex- accepting that grace for yourself. Yeah, and I think that's a good point because I had to realize that I was highlighting. I had to realize when I stopped highlighting my own sin so much, I stopped looking for it so much in other people. So when I started accepting that grace for myself and stopped making sin such a like. You know what I mean? Start being so hard on myself, I stopped being so hard on other people. Right. So I think accepting that grace for yourself and walking in that, and that's the only thing that's being poured into you, so it's the only thing you pour out. I think that's a good point that you Facts, make. Facts, yeah. Because I think there's judgment we give ourselves that we didn't ultimately give to other people. Yeah, that's exactly. the only thing we're giving to ourselves. Exactly, exactly. But not yet. And I want to say this real quick, that because with this, people don't like talking about grace just because they think it's giving people a license to sin. 
And we mentioned this earlier, and I remember uh, our guy John, he said this on our call, but he was talking about how you come as you are, but you don't stay that way. That's good. So when we're having this conversation about showing grace to people, it's just not, you know, when we go back, it, it's Romans 6, 5. Should we just continue with sin so grace may abound? No. no of course not. Right? I think it's like we have to be, we have to learn to be, not to be indifferent toward sin, but be unbothered by people's past and not allowing that to affect the love we give to them. Mm-hmm. Right? So making sure that we're showing grace, but also giving truth. Exactly. Grace and truth. It's like, I think someone tagged us in a post and asked us to talk about this, talk about this but it said, like, unconditional love does not mean unconditional tolerance. It does not. It does not mean uncondi- unconditional tolerance. So we can't just be completely indifferent towards sin as if it's not something that's affecting people's lives and something that can't be talked about. Mm-hmm. So that's not what we're saying here. And I want to mention this, and be this, this will be the last thing. We talked about this uh, in our Bible study Tuesday, but... I had to bring it up. I love using this example. When we talk about grace and truth, so we understand that Jesus is the standard and uh, his demonstration is always what we need to be looking at. Um, and when you think about how he dealt with people throughout his ministry, throughout the Bible, if you look very closely, he always expressed grace and truth. Mm-hmm. It was always a mix of both because in our efforts, I think sometimes people just always give truth of you need to do this. You're going to hell. You're you need to apart from your sin, but don't have grace. Exactly. And some people give grace with no truth. Mm-hmm. Okay, come as you are, X, Y, and Z, not not letting them know that you don't stay that way. And so we see this, we've heard the stories, John eight, the woman who was caught in adultery, right? John eight, one one through eleven, uh, for reference, I'm kinda gonna paraphrase, but wow. The Pharisees, you feel me? They come. They yeah. find this woman in adultery. Yeah, don't know how they find a woman in adultery, but besides the point, they find a woman in adultery. They bring her to Jesus, and they're like, the law says that we should stone her. What What? What do you say we do? What should happen here? Um, guess what he said. So he, he, he's sitting around, and, you know, they, they think that they're big and tough, right? They, they, they caught her. They got her good. And they're like, you. all right, we, we, yeah. we, we're about to tell you up right here. And then he kind of just sits around, and he then – he then expresses and says that then he sits there and he just he says that he who is without sin be the first one to throw the stone. Right. You know, and they like, dang. They you know what I mean? They look goofy. They look like, bad. all right, you right, cuz. He got us. They got caught up. One by one they, you know, proceed to leave. And then eventually it's just Jesus and this woman. Mm-hmm. And he says, Where have they gone? Does any of them condemn you? And he says, and she says, no. In verse 11, this is where this is the part right here. Then he says, neither do I condemn you. Listen closely. Neither do I condemn you. Mm-hmm. Jesus declared, go now and leave your life of sin. So what do we see here? Grace and truth. He says, neither do I condemn you. What is this? An extension of his grace, his mercy, his his unders, undeserved and unearned kindness and favor. That's what he's saying up front. Mm-hmm. That ne- neither do I condemn you, but go now, truth right here. Leave your life of sin. Mm-hmm. He's the standard. He's the standard. This is what it should look like. It's it's no, I don't condemn you. There's grace here. I accept you where you're at, where you are, and I'm not going to hold this against you. So you, as if you've had to feel hostage or hold yourself to this and change as, as if you don't have access to me. But from here on out, from this point forward, leave that there. Mm. Leave that sin. 
And so and we and we see this throughout, but that's a good example and I wanted to mention that Great just example. of showing grace and truth as well. Yeah. Right? Of giving people that truth of the gospel of who you know what I mean? Of the the realness of that, but also making sure that grace is always present in that conversation. It's important. Yeah, no. I think you we see two extremes, but I think it's time to find the balance between the two. Find the balance. That's the whole point. Hundred percent. Yeah. So now you you got you got anything else to leave for the people? You got something? You got something to? Got something for them? I think I think I didn't got everything off my chest. Off, off, off my mind. You feel me? Yeah. You what? you meant it. <laughs> I said what I needed to say. What about you though? Um, man, I think I would say that what I would leave the people with is there's grace for that, but there's grace for them also. The ultimate reversal, no. <laughs> Had to hit you up with it. There's there's grace for them and on Christ alone. On Christ alone. Whenever we start being more intentional about standing on him, then everything else will fall into place. Mm-hmm. I can't have any more stones in my hands. He's the only one I'm hanging on to. So yeah, I would really just say that like that that prayer that's ringing in my head like mm, and that's coming back I, to me. But God, allow me to see them the way that you do. Mm. And there's a, and, and there's something else I remember just so vividly. My mom, she was praying one time and she just cried this out, and I'm just like that was powerful. But I think I believe that this was Jesus has said this, and he was like, God forgive them for they do not know what they do just as we were sinners going against god's will disobeying him in our lukewarm states we didn't know completely what we were doing Mm. crucifying him afresh but let that be our heart posture this entire year and the rest of our lives and be intentional about that of change god giving us a new heart about his people and how we interact with them forgiving them for they do not know what they do and allowing and God asking him to allow you to see he, to see other people the way that he does so yeah no yeah that's pretty much it that's, good that's what I got leaving with that's it good right you there. sure you sure you ain't got nothing else that touched my heart I ain't gonna lie <laughs> Oh, you, you, that's you resonating with my spirit <laughs> that's, that's resonating with my spirit but no yeah y'all know what it is stay you Stay real and stay humble. We'll catch y'all next week, man. Much love. Much love.